are going to be talking about, uh, of course, uh, chapters, parts 45 through 52, which we start in the third volume of the book, John Usglass. From the top rope. <laughs> oh my I God, is that the Raven King's music I hear? <laughs> okay, so what would the Raven King use as walk-up music? Oh like, God. I think that's an important question. It, it would be one of those bands that you listen to, Maddie, where they wear like antlers and, and like a toga and are covered with blood and shit. I, I was going to go with Jethro Tull, but hey, you know, that too. Yeah, I was uh, I was going uh, Avantasia, but um, I'll take one of the uh, the very pagan bands that I listen to, like Highlander <laughs> Wardruna or something. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just just he would have to absolutely make sure that uh, they weren't actually Nazis singing. So oh yeah, uh, well there's you know there there's some like there's some weird metal metal band that I'm putting like super air quotes. I'm doing like air quotes with like three fingers doing secret signs. Um, that that's like a Paleolithic metal band where they literally they 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 use like wooden bows with one string and the guys like banging rocks together as drums. I'm not. I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. It just- you might actually be thinking Heilung because their their whole shtick is like Neolithic to early medieval. It's Most, not Highland it's because not Highland? Highland sounds good, and this oh, didn't okay. sound good. Okay. <laughs> this sounded interesting, but not good. Not good. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a different thing then. Yeah. Look, no, because uh, I've seen music. Highland live, and they they are phenomenal. They are literally the best concert I've ever been it's, to. Yeah, like like Kurt. I Kurt, can it's, think it's, of it's, people it's, I would have over that I would put Highland on for, <laughs> and I can't think of anyone I would put this band on for because they would come in I and mean, be like, unless, what's, "What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you're actually going to invite over people that have been thrown forward in time. John Usglass. If I were going to have John Usglass on, I would put... Yeah, perhaps. I'll, I will come up with the name of this band so it can be put in the episode notes. For Excellent. Me. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, you know, um, sadly, I, I do love uh, how quickly uh, Clark moves through, like... Th- I mean, it, we get we start with uh, a chapter on of the book that um, that Strange is supposed to be ha- have been writing in response. Let me go back to that really quick. Uh, we can go back to that really quickly because I did enjoy um, sort of like how quickly uh, Clark sort of moves Strange through like these little vignettes of him grieving in the presence of other people. Um, and, uh, but that is after, of course, none other than the prologue to what is it? Uh, the history and practice of English magic by Jonathan Strange, uh, which I I do have to say there's, there's a lot of great stuff in there, but, uh, I, I think right at the, at the beginning of the volume, uh, it does have like the, like the, the, the insert quote, right? <laughs> it, it you know, the, it is the contention of Mr. Norell of Hanover Square that everything belonging to John Usglass must be, must be shaken out of modern, modern magic as one would shake moths and dust out of an old coat. What does he imagine he will uh, he will have left if you get rid of a John Usglass? You will be left hel- holding empty air. And of course, because he's no longer with us. Ha 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 ha. I, you know, I have to say it it takes some fucking stones to put the epigraph for a section 
from like 10 paragraphs in that the reader is about to read. Like, <laughs> yes. like typically when you do an epigraph from a made up book, you typically only get the epigraph or maybe like a series of epigraphs, like like a Dune style, right? You know, like Frank Herbert. Right, yeah, Dune that, was actually you know? like my first thought with the the little epigraphs of like in-world texts. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. And yet Frank Herbert never had the fucking stones to then be like, here's a whole chapter <laughs> Of Princess Irulan's, you know, histories. So, well, you know what? Uh, Frank Herbert is clearly not as powerful and badass as Susanna Clark. No, definitely not. Because honestly, like, I've read this book before, but if the last third of this book had just been Jonathan Strange, the history and practice of English magic, I would have been like, awesome, this is fucking sick. Like, I would happily read. That wasn't expect yeah you're like wasn't expecting this pivot but I'm running uh, yeah, I'm rolling with it yeah, fuck I'm, it I'm going yeah I mean no, I, I I would definitely write and read and I would certainly not write I I could not write but w- wish I could and and in an in world text just like a whole book by quote unquote Jonathan Strange okay Absolutely. I'm not gonna lie I'm like kind of like a big pervert for those like the uh, the in world texts that you oh, actually same. get like. I think they're so great. Um, I would read an entire, I would read the entirety of the history and practice of English magic. I'd read the whole thing. Totally. I mean, um, one, the the best example of that I can think of is, is of course, uh, Eaters of the Dead. The, um, Mm. the, fuck, Mm. what's his name? Um, Crichton. Crichton, yes, thank you. Yeah, 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 Crichton, which, like, not the person you would think to pull that off, but he does in that, in that case, so. I mean, like, it's only a matter of time before I start reading George R. R. Martin's like in text, like World of Ice and Fire stuff that's supposed to be like in text. Uh, uh, I've I've I had a sick realization a while back. I'm like, I think I know more about the politics of Westeros than literally any real world nation, <laughs> including the one I live in. You know, it's probably not a bad choice considering <laughs> real mean, world politics. Are bad um, and not in an entertaining way uh, very often. I would much rather be like, you know, a a King's Landing uh, lanyard guy instead of a real world lanyard guy. <laughs> you'd be you'd be a King's uh, King's Landing uh, brooch guy. Yeah, you yeah. Have, like, a special and, actually, I believe you'll find that the Privy Council only meets once every three weeks, and uh, only when a quorum of members is uh, is available. Oh, oh, we cannot, we cannot do anything to help the poor this quarter. <laughs> parliamentarian has not, has not yet. He's still in bed. We cannot wake him. It's, it's in the rules. We cannot wake the parliamentarian, and yet nothing can happen without him. Okay, so real talk, I had never heard of the fucking parliamentarian in my life. Nobody had. Nobody had, Maddie. Nobody had. (laughs) Hey, everyone. What you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash Podside Picnic.